I want to send out a word of encouragement to those of you out there who feel a resonance with the Curtison archetype. Lauren Harkness and I are in the process of enrolling for our the next run of our course, Priestess of Eros. It is a training specifically for women practitioners who want to bring BDSM mastery into their session work. We had a run of this course last year. It went absolutely brilliantly. We were both so very proud of it. Everybody who took the class <clears throat> had very positive experiences. And now we are in the process of, um, you know, it's a big ticket item. The course is $8,400. So we are taking time to talk to people who are interested in taking it, answering their questions. And I love talking to people. I love answering their questions. I love uh, hearing why they want to do this class and all the rest. But what I keep hearing over and over is somewhat disheartening. And I kind of want to voice that because I'm sure this particular energy is out there far and wide among all practitioners. And the energy is so much self-doubt. There is so much self-doubt on, oh, should I even be doing this work? Should I? Do I want to do this work? Do I want to do this work better and deeper? Is it even worth it? Uh, in, in one word, shame. There is a lot of shame in this field. And that kind of breaks my heart a bit. It makes me, reminds me that we think we are such advanced creatures in the 21st century, but truly in our eros and our erotic exploration, we are still living in the dark ages. We are living in a time where the dissatisfaction level in relationships is at an all-time high. We are living at a time where the number one complaint people have in relationships is that the eros is no longer sparkling. The number one complaint couples bring to therapy, couples therapy, is that the eros is dwindling. and. It is so ironic that academia, that mainstream therapy, couples therapists, they themselves actually have no expertise in Eros. I have so many uh, people from the medical profession, doctors, surgeons, and oftentimes therapists who take my classes, and I, I love having conversations with them about this. Like, what is it that you offer if you if you are a therapist? Certainly, couples come to you with marital problems and intimacy problems. What do you offer them? I know what I offer them. What do you offer them? And oftentimes, it's bupkis. They don't have anything. They're not even that shy about admitting it. They actually start pouring the, their heart out to me in so many conversations, saying, we as therapists have no training. We are not trained in Eros. Our own lives in the erotic department are nothing special. We have not done any hands-on training. We are not allowed to do hands-on work with our clients. We are not even allowed to recommend, uh, connect them with people who do hands-on work because a lot of it is not legal in most places. And as therapists, we can't recommend remedies that are not legal. 
And you look at all this and you really think, as, as far as the medical profession is concerned, they're still using leeches as far as intimacy breakdowns are concerned, as far as helping people in their relationships. And in this space lives the practitioner, the sensual practitioner, the dominatrix, the tantrika. And it's a, it's a dirty field. It's, it's an infamous field. It's an unclean field. It's a field that is still on the fringes. And it kind of, it's really disheartening to see that clearly. And it's really disheartening to hear from the practitioners who are attempting to operate in this field and to feel their hesitation, their shame, their, their lack of clarity around. Do I even want to participate? in this profession. And then at the same time, there's a desire to acquire deeper, deeper mastery so that they may actually be able to serve their clients better, which is the training we are offering. And I see it. I mean, I can understand why all this is the case. And I still, I feel like offering to those of you out there who have felt a certain call that sharing with other people your mastery in eros, your mastery in sensuality, your mastery in sexuality, I think it's a noble calling. I think it is a gift. I think it is a gift as any other gift. But it is so disheartening that the people who feel called, called to this kind of to want to make this kind of contribution to other people just how much hesitation is in their system just how much second guessing there is in their system just how much they're living in doubt pretty much every woman i talk to who's considering taking our program kind of tosses out at some point in the conversation oh i'm not even sure i want to do this work or if i do it i'm not even sure how long I will do it for. And it's almost like you, so much negativity is erasing their own manifestation. If you were to listen to their feel, the feel they are in regarding this work, there is so much negativity, there is so much stepping forward and stepping back. There is so much shame. There is almost a wish fulfillment. There is almost a wishing in there that may I not succeed in this field. Right? I mean, people are really setting themselves up to lose. There is such negativity. They're almost, they almost want to be told, forget about this. Don't do this. This is never, this is never going to work out. It is an interesting in-between world we are living in people who are drawn to sensual exploration, to sensual study, right? And, you know, let's be frank, because I believe, as in any field, there are those who are gifted. There are people who are gifted in every subject. There are people who are natural, more natural cooks. They're, they're brilliant at cooking and creating recipes, and they love to do it. Those are the people who should go to cooking school and take their mastery to even a higher level. 
right? There are those who are good in biology, good in mathematics, good in accounting, good in 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 athleticism, and they should pursue that and pursue careers in those things. And I I believe there are people who probably at some level, at some point in their journey, discover, you know what? I may be better at sex than most people. I feel more embodied in my body during sensuality than most people. I feel I have a natural gift for staying present in high sensation than most people. That I know how to stay in my core and my ground in uh, high sensations during sex and sensuality. And that is something that actually is something I can offer to my lovers and it might even be something that I may be able to coach other people in to help them come into their embodiment during sensuality. There are people who have gifts, who are better at it, who are gifted, who have who have been blessed in their configuration, that they actually have something to contribute. They may have something to contribute to the sensual lives of others. Right? And I hear that too, so often. Like there is a feeling of calling. This is why people want to do this work. This is why we want to do any kind of work, especially if we feel a sense of calling to it. And then it's wonderful to heed that hearing, to hear that call of of uh, a certain call to purpose, and then to seek more training, to seek out other people who are also in that field, who are also exploring, who also are studying, and then to expand your mastery. And then truly help other people with it, to, to really make a living pouring your mastery on other people as pe- anybody in any profession does. And I don't know what the solution is. One great solution would be if certainly if the law changes and this at least is not something that is on the wrong side of the law, that would be a big plus. And then aside from that, there is so so much lack of self-acceptance on the part of the practitioners that it's really heartbreaking to feel, to come across. And I just kind of observe this and it just, it's a bit sad. Why is it a bit sad? Because I actually believe sensual practitioners are so badly needed in the world today. They are so badly needed in the world today. This is like a big need that is out there in our culture right now. Men need coaching in sensuality. Women need coaching in sensuality. Couples can benefit from a practitioner coming in and training them or sparking their sensual life in some way. This can be such an important part that the courtesan archetype, male and female, truly, the courtesan archetype can be such a big contributor to the massive breakdowns we have going on right now in relationships and sensuality. And then to talk to the people who are on the verge of really pursuing this and coming in for bigger, deeper training and almost to be kind of hit by their wall of shame. It feels it feels really sad. 
I mean, I almost like uh, yeah, I just want to voice that a little bit. And I know it's challenging. I know this is still on the fringe. But our culture is in such shadow around this particular topic that it is disheartening to see the people who feel a call to being practitioners kind of getting pushed back and pushed down by the shadow piece in our culture. It might be too much to ask. It's almost that it's almost that as a practitioner, you are being asked to carry the sexual shame of your culture. And that sounds like a really big ask. It sounds like a big ask. You shouldn't really have to do it. But it almost seems like this is the unfair equation. If you're going to be a sensual practitioner, you are going to get hit with the collective shame of our culture around their own eras. Their judgment of you is their judgment of themselves. If they react badly to what you do, it is because at some level, I would say they almost envy you that you are able to step forward and do things that they dare not do. They would that most people cannot put themselves on the line and even show up to a class sometimes because it threatens their identity in some way. And it kind of is a sad field we're in right now, right? That those who are gifted in this field, those who feel a call to make a living in this field, to contribute to other people by truly contributing to other people. And at one level, those people are so badly needed. Their work and their contribution is so badly needed. And yet there isn't a very welcoming field for them and they themselves are in such a shadowy state, hidden state. And that's it feels really a little bit ugly that somebody's mastery has to be shamed in this way. A human being that could contribute to the lives of other people, to couples, to people's intimacies, that the field isn't bigger and cleaner for this mastery to come forward and to make its contribution in our culture, right? And, well, who is going to solve this problem? And that's, that's, what, that's where it, things feel really unfair. Because, as I said, the burden seems to fall on the practitioners, that not only do they have to do their own work, not only do they have to take their own risks to do this work and make this contribution, on top of all that, they almost seem to be uh, given the burden of carrying the external shame of the people that they actually want to help, of the people that they want to contribute to. This feel, that feels kind of shitty. It feels like a raw deal, right? It feels like a raw deal. And it's it feels really unfair. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I just want to voice this and almost give you a little 
word of encouragement. I think sensual practitioners are needed in the world right now more than ever. And I think the need for them is only going to increase over, over in the coming years and the coming decades. Right? I would love to see a rise in the mastery of the Kurtisan archetype. We need, right, the title of this little video. Like enzymes are good. Enzymes can break things down that the body needs broken down, but enzymes can also be those catalysts that bring structures together. They build proteins, repair enzymes, repair DNA strands. When some things get broken and frazzled, these enzymes come and they grab both sides and they repair things and they restore them. And when I see practitioners at work, when I see my coaching with couples working, I, that's the image I get. Like whatever I know, whatever we know, we don't know everything, but whatever we know, whatever contribution we can make to these people, we are performing that function. We are like, okay, I know that if we repair this piece, your relationship will be one notch better. Not everything, not perfection. But I think if we fix this one thing, or if I teach you this particular skill, if we repair this particular section, in your sensuality, in your intimacy, your life will be one notch better. And let's at least do that. Let's do what we can do. And we need more of those. We need more of those practitioners who can make that contribution to people's lives. Right? You're needed. If you're feeling called to the Kurtisan archetype, you're needed. And maybe it's unfair that the field in our culture is not very welcoming, as it should be. Your mastery is not being celebrated right now. And I think that is unfortunate. But my encouragement would be, don't doubt yourself this much. Don't doubt your gifts. Right? I think people who have been blessed in the sensual arts your gift is just as precious as anybody else who has been gifted in another field, whatever that field might be, right? Whether it's music or mathematics or whatever else, carpentry. So try and bring an aspect of pride into it, like healthy pride, the pride that comes with mastery, the pride, pride that is a part of with my mastery, I have something worthwhile to contribute to other people. With my mastery, I can make other people's lives a little bit better. Right? Truly, this work is needed. And uh, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged and please don't dismiss your mastery just because the culture right now is not as welcoming of it as it should be.